0: Hello everyone, this is Tribecast Tre, and my name is Marina. We continue with Tribecast Summer Tour and this is Seyna episode. To cut the long story short, let me invite you to Seyna where you'll hear James McDate, Nora Ullivikari and Kyle Holland. When I told my colleagues that I'm going to Seyna I was told that actually this is the part of Finland that is quite famous for startups and businesses coming out from here and growing here. So I decided to go and check whether it's true and what kind of startup ecosystem do they have here. And my first guest for this week is Kyle. Hello and please tell our listeners a few things about yourself.
1: Sure. Hey, I'm Kyle Mahon, originally from New Zealand, born and raised in Australia and been living in Finland for about six years now. And I would say for my background it's pretty varied in a way. I uh, studied engineering. Quite soon found that it wasn't quite the area for me and wanted to push more into the field of health. So I also have a background in personal training and then more recently in physiotherapy. Uh, And I've just recently completed my master's studies in welfare technology in the University of Applied Sciences in Poti. So I guess for me, with my background, I, I'm, it's quite diverse and I really want to find new ways that I can bring technology and health together in an industry that can be sometimes quite slow to adopt change.
0: Right, and I should tell you that when I was asking my Sein Naoki contacts about which kind of startups do they have here and whom should I talk to, you and your company were the first name on the list, or actually on two lists. So you guys are quite famous here. And let's tell our listeners in the entire Finland about you. What do you actually do? Yeah,
1: that's great to hear that people are talking about us because I think it's, it's something that needs to be talked about a lot. So our company is called OnniHabit, and we're looking to provide a digital application called OnniWay to help empower children from a holistic perspective in the classroom. So our general idea is that you know, health has, has many facets to it. So we want to create a tool that provides small pieces of education and then the practical application of that education each day that students can do in the classroom with their teacher. The app itself is aimed at teachers and every day a new micro-action, is what we call it, is provided to the teacher that can be performed with the class. And they take maybe one to three minutes and can be of one of several areas So for us, we see four key categories, and they are mental health, social and relationships, physical activity, and nutrition. So covering quite a holistic point of view.
0: Right. Now I have so many questions about the details, (laughs) but let's start with a very basic one. What's the stage of your startup?
1: Yeah, so we've been working for just over a year now. To begin with, we, we wanted to prove out the concept. So we were fortunate enough to find another application that we could use as a, as a piloting tool. And we tested that across five countries in the beginning in primary schools and had really great re- feedback and results. So now we're just currently in the process of finalizing our own application, our minimum viable product to begin sales.
0: Okay, that sounds like you could have used one of our accelerators for early stage, or not that early stage startups that we have in Tribe Tamper community, but probably we'll talk about that a bit off the record. For now, do you remember, how did you come up with the idea?
1: Yeah, so Sainioki has had a lot of success from this point of view. They have a program that's called the Healthy Kids of Sainioki, and they actually have a conference. For the last few years now here in Sainioki, on the subject and so i would say that's been our major source of inspiration they had a lot of success especially from a reducing obesity levels point of view and that that really was our major inspiration that led to the conceptualization of our digital tool so we wanted to take that framework and then create a a digital tool that we could really send to the masses allow us to really you know affect on a lot of people
0: and could you tell a few things about the team you're working with? Yeah. Because for me, it's, what you're doing sounds like a combination of, well, it's a med tech, so probably you need people with medical education and IT guys and some complicated stuff I know nothing about.
1: Yeah, so we have quite a small team to begin with. I guess as with any startup, it's about balance of uh, you know the real work life and then trying to make it work with, with the startup that we think has a lot of possibility. So we have three to four members in our team. One of our initial investors is in Dos So we have personnel from there as well that, you know, offering more of... It was their sort of idea to begin with. and, And then we've begun the startup in collaboration with them. And then with the rest of our team, we obviously have myself operating as the managing director. So when you say coming from a health or medical background and an IT, I guess I kind of fall under both categories. And then we also have Suvi, who is working as our CFO and has a background with software development in the past. And then also we have Emmy, who is a physiotherapist and yoga instructor and has a business to that end here in Saniaki as well. So we have you know, quite a range from both the software and IT side of things and then also from the health, but not just
0: physical health, but a holistic health perspective as well. Can I ask like... A bit of bit question. What do you understand of a holistic health perspective?
1: Yeah, I think it's often very easy for people to think that the human body is a machine. And I think that's unfortunately a way that when we think about modern medicine, that's the kind of way that people perceive the human body. But there's so much more to it when it comes to other factors such as stress, for example, sleep. So we need to look at things outside of the physical and biological aspects of the body and so for me that's where I think the holistic perspective is really important we look around today's population and we're becoming more and more overweight there's increasing levels of behavioral challenges and mental challenges so when we look at holistic health we need to look at the person as, as a whole so thinking of things like how we interact with others and how we talk to ourselves how we manage stress how we sleep there's so many different possibilities outside of the, just the medical, physical body and what we put into our system as well.
0: I love these kind of ideas when you actually change the world while earning some money. Have you guys participated in any kind of big networking projects or startup festivals? Not
1: as yet. That's our intention in the future. So at the moment, we've just been trying to prove out the concept initially and then based on that we wanted to have our own product of course next because well you can't have a company without a saleable product but yeah our intention is is that next so we're currently looking for investors and then from there we're looking to really expand
0: right then one of the ways for you to find an investor that i would recommend is joining a stream startup festival in october which is targeted at early stage startups Probably would be interesting third of October. Yeah, very much so. I think Finland's really great in that
1: respect. There's so many you know great possibilities when it comes to startups.
0: Okay, could you open up in that sense because this is one of my favorite questions, like Finnish startup ecosystem, especially for non-Finn.
1: Yeah, well, I guess you know the system is very different from what I'm exposed to in Australia. But yeah, from everything I've seen, there seems to be. You know quite a range depending on your areas, and I know there's there's some from either be it a health background, and then there's quite many coming through now, which I think where we kind of fall into a little more is from an education point of view. So from what I've seen, there's huge possibilities when it comes to the Finnish education system. Well, for example, my mother she works in a, a daycare at and even she is. Very aware of the, the strength and the reputation of the Finnish education system. And I think, you know, when it comes to startups, there's now a lot more opportunities of how we bring and capture that reputation from a Finnish perspective and then export it globally. So I think, yeah, it's a really interesting area and there's a lot of possibilities from what I've seen.
0: Have you done any kind of business back home in Australia?
1: Yeah, quite minor, I would say. So I, I worked with a colleague when I was doing engineering to develop a health promotion application, I would call it. Just a, quite a simple one based around physical
0: activity. Like a tracker?
1: Kind. Uh, more of like a, a workout programmer in a way. So using my personal training background. But it was more of a education experience than a viable business option, I would say.
0: Okay, then would you generally recommend an international entrepreneur, startup entrepreneur to start up in Finland nowadays?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think for myself as a foreigner coming to Finland, it was quite challenging initially to find work. And I think that if you have the right idea and and perhaps the right education background as well, there's a lot of great ways that... You know, whether it's you as yourself as a business or as a team, you can, you know, really get your foot off the ground. Initially, there's a lot of great possibilities with like the startup money that's offered and the guidance that goes with it. So, yeah, I I would definitely recommend it because coming as well from a health background, you know, Finnish, there's not such a huge population here, but there's a lot of healthcare professionals. So I think there's quite a, you know, saturation of professionals versus the amount of employment opportunities that exist Especially when I think about physiotherapy. So, you know, if you can be creative and, and have an idea of how you can bring your skill set in a unique way, then why not try to have your own business?
0: And what's the biggest challenge for an early stage startup, in your understanding? I think probably time
1: is the, the biggest challenge because, as an early startup, unless you're fortunate enough to have significant amount of funding that you can dedicate yourself full-time to that opportunity. You really have to find the balance between work life and startup life. And I think that's something that takes time to learn where to find that balance without pushing yourself beyond the boundaries of what is healthy. So yeah, I'd say probably time management and and how you find that balance is probably the biggest challenge to start with.
0: I think I ran out of questions. Thank you very much for this interview, Kyle. And we're moving further and now we're going to Record an interview with our partners from Seinayoki ES. But hey, thank you very much for this interview. There was something new and interesting to me as well. And for the record, I officially invite you to Stream Startup Festival. I hope there will be a good networking place for you. Cheers. Sounds great. And now let's talk to people from Seinayoki ES. Hello, James. Hello, Nora. Hello. Hello. Please introduce yourself to our listeners.
2: Ladies first. Hello, my name is Nora yli and I'm a physiotherapy student in SEAMC, so it's the University of Applied Sciences, and I'm also the chairperson of SEAMC.
3: Hi, um, I'm James McDane. I'm from New Zealand. I'm a final semester international business student from SEAMC and also the board secretary of SEAMC and marketing manager as well and the contact manager. So many hats on my shoulder. And yeah, thank you for having us.
0: I have already had Juha from Tampere ES on Tribecast a few episodes ago. So I kind of have the understanding of what ES is about. However, what's your perspective on what do you do?
3: So ES is basically Sanyoko Entrepreneurship Society. A mouthful for most people around here is basically built upon setting the students mind around entrepreneurial skills and trying to encourage them into entrepreneurship Um, and if they don't follow their job aspirations into entrepreneurship at least try and understand the perspective of maybe the boss that they might be working for.
2: and it's also like I would like to use word networking space where students can find a new you don't know someone might be your cooperation partner in the future but the networking might be the biggest thing what we are doing because we have those events and monthly member meetings where our members can come together and get to know each other so that's the also the basic stuff what we do
0: right since you mentioned it let's talk about networking what events have you visited recently i mean after after the startup world cup after the startup world cup no there wasn't
2: there wasn't there was the
3: american embassy to uh, to catch up with basically the uh, other ESs around the country, which was a highlight that I missed.
2: Yeah, I was there. The US Embassy visited. It's the kind of like yearly thing what happened and people around the Finland, the ES people, come together and we have a nice afternoon in the US Embassy. They tell about themselves and then we have a networking chat after that. And then of course we continue in the Park together.
0: Okay, then tell me about the common projects.
2: There's plenty of yeah. stuff coming up in autumn. James have a long <laughs> list, but for example, the closest one is the Harvest in Vasa, and we are we will going go there.
3: I'd like to add a correction to that one. Sorry, Nora. Okay, but um, you might have heard of Junction from Alta ES. They're running Tech Race. We're hopefully doing a cooperation with Tech Race, and they're going to be up here at the start of. September I should say which is the next thing for us uh, we basically operate during the semesters so outside of a semester so summer periods it's quite quiet for us around here many people disappear because it's summer a lot of students go home it's quiet here until September so tech race then we definitely want to go out to harvest which is going to be at VES organized event out in Vasa They've always had great events out there. Uh, we enjoy it and we always try and encourage students to come. that come from Saneoki to go visit any harvest event.
0: So, if Saneoki University of Applied Sciences students are listening to us, uh, we would definitely recommend them to go to Harvest, especially if they're business students or students thinking of starting a business of their own.
3: Yes, definitely, definitely. We also have a um, semester opening, so, this is something that we're producing ourselves, um, and it's going to have Ani Laurila. She's coming up from Helsinki, and she'll be talking about her topic, which is to be defined sooner, and that's open to all people. So even if you're from Tampere, come up and listen. We invite you to come up and listen mm. to, at our Sainiaki um, area um, about anything that we do.
0: Right. Will the Swan take place in the amazing building of Seamk?
3: This one is planned to be in Frami F which is on campus at SAMEC.
0: Yeah because I should say I'm quite impressed with the building and it's inside. Maybe we can get a couple of ideas from you when we finally settle down to Tampere startup house. Speaking of sharing ideas, what are the other organizations you co-work with in Seinäjoki? Tell me more about how the ecosystem is.
3: So basically SEIS is organized in conjunction with Samac and Into Saniaki, they're the contributors to basic funding of um, our organisation. So Into Saniaki is the development organisation for Saniaki. They play a huge role in making sure that Saniaki is future-proofed and uh, making sure that businesses have the right spaces they will acquire into the future. Uh, they also take st- people in startups as well and help develop them send them to the right people so they can help develop. A really great organization to be connected to. And obviously SAMAC. So SAMAC are very interested in making sure that students partake in being able to help other students develop themselves. Also gives ability to be able to um, learn new skills such as working on boards, um, halitus-type
0: jobs. Got you. But in your opinion, doesn't doing some side projects like business or being part of some organization harm studies?
2: Depends how you use your time. For example, I'm those kind of student active who have been in many, many boards at the same time. And it's just, you need really good calendars, someone who look after your calendar sometimes. For example, say is stuff, James will send me a message like, hey, do you remember this? So it's just like, you have to... Organize. Organize, yeah.
3: I think the biggest thing when you have any organisation is the ability to organise yourself you can't really run an organisation without some sort of way of having some sort of plan of what you're doing, when you're going to do it Um, and that's whether it's for yourself or the organisation itself Um, once you can do that you can pretty much have limitless things going on, people can stress themselves out by putting too much on their shoulders but I think a lot of the times you'll find that probably aren't time managing themselves correctly
0: okay that might work for a classical business model but in the startup world we believe that you should be very open to instability you should be very flexible you should have a plan b plan c and so on
3: i think there's a truth to that for sure definitely but like you say there's a plan b a plan c so you are actually organized even though i think one would say that you know it's like organized chaos in some sense it's kind of like a requirement that you kind of think about where are you going like you can look at the big people Elon Musk this guy has like future plans already up in his head he hasn't got like you know what's happening tomorrow type things going on he's planning his future he's got ideas going on already that he's planning for so it's kind of like he's organized he knows what he wants to do he's going for it I think you know anyone can learn from that Chaos that you can have plans and organize.
0: Right. Organized chaos, the motto on the coat of arms of Seinayoki ES. Can you give me a few numbers about the membership size of Senayoki ES?
2: There is right now thirty something, around thirty ish. Mm. We are quite small because we are the youngest society in the SEMC, so people doesn't know us that much yet, so that's why we are Small, but...
3: We fluctuate throughout the year because Mm -hmm. a lot of the uh, people that we get coming in as members have been international students for a semester or two. We end up with uh, a fluctuation. The aim of SEAS is pretty much trying to bring in the Finnish side because we operate in English mainly. Having Mm -hmm. the Finnish students who are here for three and a half years Mm -hmm. is hugely important to increase numbers of membership and that's been a challenge since day one for SAIS. So it'll be a challenge for a while, building the brand, so to speak, and getting known. We've probably been picking up knowledge. saes is becoming sort of known around this region more and more. We've only been operating for what, two and a bit years now. So we have done quite a bit in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. But member-wise, yeah, if there's any SAMX students out there, come and join us.
0: Okay, since you said that you've done quite much, prove it.
3: Ah, yeah, I gotta quantify what I say there. Obviously, we have monthly member meetings and we we invite local businesses to come and discuss about their positives and negatives and, and, and try and build a new network for students, a way for them to get in touch with the local community, what's on offer, skill sets that people may possess that people who are learning them don't have yet, but they could turn towards those people as either mentors or people that could help them out later on in their careers. MMMs, or well, monthly member meetings for us, and just building those relationships. Also, having these big ass workshops where Tech Race, this is the first one for us, just building networks with outside of Sanoki because the best thing about ES is, is it's more of a, a family. So, we try to attend and get our students to attend as well, or especially our members to attend these events that are on offer. For all students from around the country, that such as um, Harvest that Vez puts on, so that they can experience something that we don't have to offer.
0: Can you make any approximations about the amount of startups coming or raising from SEAMC?
3: Oh, that's a difficult one for us. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
2: because I don't know. that we have like any startups which have start in the SEAMC. I know that there's a lot of startups with. Have like been already when the students come to Seamk? But I don't know. Does they have any? Any of them have started in the Seamk?
0: Since you meet lots of business people and startup entrepreneurs, you probably have an opinion about that. Do you think it's a good time to start a business of your own nowadays in Finland? A good question.
3: I think it really depends on the industry and the what you're looking at trying to start up. I think if you're in ICT or any of the app building side of things I think there's no bad time to start because it's all about getting traction internationally as well not Mm -hmm. just Finland I think ICT is easy one or I wouldn't say it's easy because you're competing on the international market with type of applications I don't think there's a bad time to start anything Mm -hmm. even if it's on small scale at least start it
2: yeah, maybe it's just, I'm on the same page with James. It's never the wrong time to start the startup, but you just have to think local markets, like some of things might work in the southern Osnobotnia, but they might not work in the Helsinki area, for example, or other way around. So you kind of have to know your area and what kind of startup you will start in there, maybe in the first steps. But then when you get your business and startup like running then you can think about everything else like expanding into another city or something like that
0: so do i get it right that if siam students want to start a business of their own they can turn to you for a consultation and help
2: yeah definitely if we don't know the answer we know the place where to go to ask those questions to start the startup and business.
3: There's plenty of organizations willing to help out people start businesses in Sanioki region and they've been giving out advice for quite a bit of time mainly in Finnish of course so it makes it easier for the local population. For international people not so much yet it's starting to change. Places like uh, Into Sanioki are looking at trying to create information guides for foreign people as well. So, in English, most likely. So that, you know, it doesn't matter if you come from Finland or from overseas, there's a step by step what you can do and how you can start up.
0: Right. Probably have one last question for today. Do we see you in Tampere in October during the Stream Starter Festival?
3: Yes. Yes. That's not a question. <laughs> That's a definite yes, of course.
0: Right. Thank you very much, Nora and James, for the interview. And thanks for hosting Tribecast Tread during our Sein episode of Tribecast Summer Tour. Thank you for having us on this podcast.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: This was Tribecast Tre, Sein episode within the Tribecast Summer Tour, and my name is Marina. This week I presented to you the interviews I have recorded during my visit to Sein and next week we'll continue with Tribecast Summer Tour with Pori episode. I think that would be an interesting thing to listen for you because I definitely learned something during the Tribecast Summer Tour. Enjoy the summer and stay warm and tuned.